Welcome to Single Moms Unfolded. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Kelly Vieira. This is a podcast for single moms created by a single mom to help single moms. This is our safe space to love, to connect, and grow together. Hi, and welcome to Single Moms Unfolded. Today, we are here with Nicole Cruz. She is the owner and CEO of the Super Busy Mommy Coach, and she's going to share her story. Welcome, Nicole. Hi, Kelly. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, thank you for coming. So let's just dive right in. Can you tell us what you think a single parent is, a single mom, the definition? Sure. So I don't usually, like, I don't argue with people over definitions. I know different people have different definitions. Personally, I think it is a relationship status thing. So if you are single, as in not married, no domestic partnership, you are not living with a partner and, you know, kind of working together in life, then you are single. And if you're a parent, then you are a single parent. That's simple. Awesome. Okay. You're divorced. Um, that also counts for um, if, if tragically someone has been widowed or is a widower, um, separated, you know, your relationship, your marriage is over, in my opinion, in most cases. So if you're separated, then it's just a matter of paperwork. I, would, I, I lump all of those into single parents. Yeah, very true. So do you think there's misconceptions about single moms? You know, I think part of the issue is that we're all different. Mm -hmm. And there, there's such a variety of single parent circumstances, right? So you have, you know, the single mom who was a stay at home mom for 20 years, and now all of a sudden is trying to figure out how to do it on her own with three kids and entering the workforce you have the single mom who was with a deadbeat who was used to doing everything on her own had someone you know mooching off of her and then is now you know adjusting you know maybe a lot of times in that case the divorce feels like a relief but they're still adjusting to doing it all on their own, having the kids 24 seven. In some cases, you have people who have very active co-parents, you have people with absent co-parents, you have a wide variety of financial situations, you know, being a single mom, when you have a minimum wage job is very different from being a single mom when you are the executive of a multi-million dollar, multi-billion dollar company. So it's, I think the biggest misconception is is that you can have a conception in the first place. <laughs> right, 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 because it's so broad, right? Okay, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So um, I am a single mom. Um, my marriage ended in 2016. Um, it was a very tumultuous time. I'm sure we'll end up getting into that. Um, and, you know, I have a background in holistic health and fitness, and so when I was going through this extremely difficult time, I knew that the only way I would keep a clear head on my shoulder and be able to get through it is if I could take care of myself. And even with that knowledge of how important 
health is, how important fitness is for your energy levels, for mental health, for mental clarity, you know, to not go into an emotional downward spiral during tough times. Even with all of that knowledge, with those values, it took me about a year and a half after becoming a mom and shortly after my marriage ended until I figured out how to make it possible to attain the high levels of fitness and health I was used to before I was a mom when I needed it more than ever before. Right. Because let's face it, you know, when you're a parent in general, you you get very little uninterrupted time and you might not be able to just leave the house when you're not working. Like who's going to watch the kids while you go for a run or while you go to the gym? Some people have daycare at their gym. That's awesome. Some people don't. Some people have a co-parent who's willing to be supportive. Some people don't. Um, So, you know, it, it took, it took me a long time, even with the background I have to figure out how to make it work with my new life. And I, I'm confident I would have gone into a downward spiral because it wasn't just the divorce. There were a lot of things that hit at once. I'm confident I would have gone into a downward spiral if I wasn't able to figure it out. So now imagine all the people who are going through situations just like that or worse, who don't have the benefit of having that background and being able to figure it out. That's true. Oh, They're stuck. They get stuck, right? Exactly. And I don't blame them. You know, you have a lot of people who say things like, well, if it was important enough to you, you'd make time. And it's like, you know, what the hell does that mean? Right. But I'm sorry that putting a roof over my head, buying food for my children and ensuring, you know, they're safe and bathed and clothed and all of that stuff. I'm sorry that that is also important. Like, like what? Where is this supposed to come from? I think the people who say that are completely ignorant and don't know what it's like to go through times like that, honestly. Um, So, yeah, so that's that's kind of, you know, that's my background. Um, That's my personal and a little bit of my professional story. Okay. so what was your first reaction when you found out you were going to be a single mom and How did that go? Did you know it was going to happen? Were you like, was it like, oh, yeah, I can see this not going. Or all of a sudden, boom, this is going to happen. No, I mean, there were things that were going wrong the whole time. But I thought that we were, like, fully devoted to each other and would work through it. And then he ended Um, So I didn't know it was coming. And, um, you know, my first reaction was denial. Like, no, like, stop it. We're going to make this work. Don't give up on us yet. You know, like, I really didn't. I thought we would just get past it. You know, like, I, my mentality was if I don't give up on him, everything will be fine. And I was wrong. Um, so, yeah, it was denial. And then it was terror. Honestly, like, I was terrified of becoming a single mom. I mean, what's the narrative, right? Narrative is that single motherhood is a pile of hardship and misery. And... On the rare occasion you have a spare moment, you spend it crying about not having a husband. <laughs> so, <it's> like, <laughs> You're so miserable and lonely all the time. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like, like that's that's the narrative. That's what we think. Yeah. This is a horrible thing. I can't get out of this. This is me forever. Yeah. So so who who would want to enter into that? And then not only that, with my circumstances, I couldn't imagine logistically how it could possibly work. Like it just it just seemed 
impossible and like I couldn't do it and like I couldn't handle it right so you had to start from scratch so what like was the biggest struggle when you first started like okay what did what was the biggest thing that you had to overcome Oh, I have to try. Once you accept it, okay, I'm a single mom. It's, you know, no matter how much I try, it's not going to work. What, what, where do I go from here, right? Because a lot of us are, okay, I'm done with shop, but now I'm lost because I don't know where to start. And Yeah, so for me, the two biggest things were, I mean, the biggest thing was logistics, like logistics and finances. Um, shortly after the marriage ended not surprisingly our business went under and um that you know sometimes what's on paper doesn't matter it's what actually unfolds in reality so unfortunately that fell like the fallout from the failed business fell 100 percent on my shoulders um and i was fighting the bank in court to keep my home um and now all of a sudden I had to figure out how to afford daycare for 13 hours a day. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, fun. So, yeah. Um, now trying to, I'm in New York city trying to find daycare that, well, I couldn't afford any daycare. Let's be real, but daycare that I could, you know, be really crafty with my finances to kind of pull it out of thin air somehow. In the short right. Time. Yeah. Um, even just to find that was nearly impossible. And then the hours, right? So in order to get to work on time, I had to, you know, leave at like 6.30 in the morning. And then I got back at 6.30, 7 o'clock at night. And no daycare has those hours, right? you know? And even if I got one, you know, cause the, the commute to my job was an hour and a half each way. It was the highest I needed. I needed the highest paying job I could get. Like it didn't matter what I wanted to do. It didn't matter. <laughs> no, you needed food, you needed shelter. Like, yeah, it didn't matter. The yeah. highest paying job I could get and do whatever it takes. And I'm sure so many people listening to this can relate. Um, yeah. And I was lucky that I was able to get one that allowed me, I, I didn't lose my home in the end um, and allowed me to recover. So yeah, um, I, so even if I got a daycare closer to my job in Manhattan, the daycares in Manhattan, you're literally looking at college tuition. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So um it was date childcare was always like the bane of my existence. It's so expensive. It is, it is so crazy. So crazy. And, um, I was lucky. It was a miracle that I found one for less than a thousand dollars a month, a miracle. And then, um, and then like, keep in mind trying to find that money when you're fighting the bank to keep your home, like barely able to cover basic expenses. And, you know, there are so many people who's like, oh, well, if you don't get your Starbucks coffee every day, it's like, forget Starbucks coffee. I wasn't even buying Lipton tea at the supermarket because it's not necessary. Like, but no, yeah. you bare minimum. You have to do what you have to do. Yeah. yeah I like, I like, remember the things that I, that I cut out because they weren't necessary. Things like Ziploc bags, aluminum foil, like those were luxuries. Okay. Right. Like tissues. Like, it's just, no, right. Yeah. It's just you like, you look, you're like, I have this much to spend. Okay. I'm over by this much. What am I going to cut out? And that's it. Um, 
so yeah, like that's where I was. Thankfully, I am not there anymore. <laughs> this is this is not a pity interview, thankfully. Um, but it it does give you appreciation, right? It gives you appreciation for things. You're like, oh wow, I got tinfoil this week. You know oh what I mean? God. Sometimes it takes those little things to be like, well, I can get Starbucks on the way to work. It's okay, you know? Yeah, like not just that. Like, like first of all, I have all the Ziploc bags I can eat. <laughs> Like I got a couple offers lately. It was crazy within the past couple months. Um, two, you know, coaches, teachers that I've worked with online, um, separately at different times invited me to go work with them in person. Like one in Texas, one in Bali. I'm in New York City. Oh wow! And I just booked it spontaneously, oh. like the same night. I was like, yeah, that sounds great. And I just booked it the same night like congratulations good for you that's awesome big big change so yeah um yeah i i really it really does give you an appreciation because like that feels good but so do the damn ziploc bag that's that's (laughs) right that's right but you know you can come out on the other side and be happy right you can come out and have anything you want yeah you know you got you got to get through the bad stuff And I think the key is that we single parents can't achieve it the same way everyone else does in most cases. We have different obstacles, different restrictions. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) We have different obstacles and different restrictions. And so we can't follow the blueprint that everyone else follows. It just doesn't work. Logistically, financially, whatever it is, it doesn't work. Right. We have to be very resourceful, right? We have to use what we have. And if we can't figure it out, then we have to ask people, you know. Sometimes people don't want to ask people because they feel embarrassed or humiliated. But we all need help at some point, you know. So, yeah, we have to be resourceful and we also have to be strategic, right? So, for example, you know, one of the things that started off for me, like I mentioned, I have a background in health and fitness. How do you get fit when you have no uninterrupted time? Because in our culture, we've decided that the way to get fit is to stack a bunch of movements that help you get fit back to back into a specific segment of time called a workout. It turns out that's not what science says you have to do. That's just convention. (coughs) According to science, those movements can happen differently. And so if you're a single parent, And instead of, you know, creating a fitness regimen as a textbook exercise and then telling single parents to mold their lives around your textbook workout, if you apply science to the conditions of single motherhood or single parenthood, then you separate physical activity from what we call progressive overload, which is just a fancy way of saying you have to challenge your muscles in a strategic way and make it more and more intense over time in order to get fitter. You separate those two things out because the same thing that prevents you from being able to do a traditional workout makes it really easy to get physical activity. (laughs) So you separate those two things out. Now you're getting plenty of physical activity playing with your kids and you're bonding with them. So kill two birds with one stone, right? And you separate out progressive overload. So now the time that you need to dedicate to fitness separate from other things has been drastically reduced. 
down to just a few minutes a day. Like it could be less than 10 minutes a day, even. So, so what could we do to get our 10 minutes? Can you give us some examples? Sure. So first of all, it doesn't have to be 10 minutes in a row because 10 minutes in a row can already be caught. But what can happen in 10 minutes if you have a toddler running around? (laughs) Anything can happen. So really it's like 30 seconds to a minute at a time. And so what you want to do is choose exercises that get the best results, right? This isn't about something is better than nothing. You have to have more realistic expectations. It's not about that. You're going to optimize it in your situation. So choose exercises that get the best results in short bursts with plenty of rest in between. Sounds like a lot of work though. (laughs) Sounds like a lot of work. Um, It's, I mean, don't get me wrong. You have to make it a priority and like you know because otherwise if you just wait for the time to free up it's not going to be there so it's a matter of being creative like um having the dumbbells you need outside the bathroom and doing a set every time you use the bathroom or doing you know something while you microwave like i have a whiteboard and so i'll um i'll put the sets you know i'll put like the two exercises i'm going to do each day five sets of each and I'll just tally them up as I go through the day. And so if I feel like I need a quick mental break from working on a computer, I'll do a set or two while I'm microwaving something or coming out of the bathroom, I'll just leave it in my way. So I'm like, Oh, let me pick these up 30 seconds. Okay. I'm done. And for the, you know, these specific types of workouts, it's actually better not to do them stacked back to back. Want rest in between. So it, you, you get the same results. I mean, I tested it. I tested it with busy parents around the world. You get c- comparable results to a traditional high quality regimen. Wow. Yeah. Cause you're always taught we have to do it all together and you have to do this and you have to do that. Wow. Just doing a couple here and there sounds like, okay, I can do that. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. If you have a specific fitness goal, like if you want to increase your endurance to play basketball, then no, that method isn't right for you. But most people, they're not being that specific. They want to be healthier. They want to increase their cardiovascular health and capacity. They want to increase their strength and bone density and longevity. And you can do all of that with this method. So yeah. And I think, you know, I'm focusing on that because that's like what I do. And so it's the best example for me to give, but you have to be that strategic with all aspects of your life. And so, you know, like I was that strategic when it came to my career, you know, I found creative ways, like, you know, I couldn't go back to school. So I started doing my work online and then, oh, look, now I'm a business owner. Let me add that to my resume. I have created a business plan and executed it. I have created and executed a marketing plan, including a marketing calendar. I have, you know, customer service, like you name it. I did all of those things in the course of my business. So I created my own work experience, put it on my resume, and then was able to make a couple of career jumps, you know, like, like just like a year apart that got me to the point um, where, let's see, 2016, within, within like three, four years, I was at the point where I was financially stable and at like, Within two years, things were a lot better. Like I was kind of leveling out. I wasn't in that emergency anymore. By four years, I was good. And then forget it, five years, it just like, 
things just kept going. And then now I'm in the situation I'm in now. (laughs) Right. So every, you know, little bit of a time you kept gaining more and more experience and making more money and making it better for your family. Yeah. So, you know, at first I figured, oh, I need this extra income on the side, but then it ended up increasing my income with, you know, the work I do during the day as well, you know, with my career during the day. And then I've I've been kind of using them in parallel. So then I sought out positions where I'm learning business skills, which then enhance my business, which then goes back. And then I can, you know, put those accomplishments, enhances my career. And yeah, like it's, it's about being like extremely strategic and innovative and creative in the way you go about things, because the traditional solutions just aren't going to work in most cases. Yeah, just getting the nine to five job and working and hoping that you get promoted doesn't work. No, you need to. You need to do yeah. more. You need to you do know, more. And creating right. your own experience in the way I did is is one thing that I suggest people give it a shot. It takes a lot of work. You have to do your research. You have to, you know, understand what you're doing. But it's sort of like instead of going to school on someone else's schedule, it's sort of like you're just creating your own school. Right. What do I need to know that's going to better myself now? Yeah, and just keep taking baby steps. And you did a lot of that online. That is much easier for single parents to do online than it is to to try to go to school and sit in a class and get more data. Exactly, you know, and and then also instead of spending money on school, you're learning these skills in a way that earns you money. So right, and a lot of employers will pay for school. Yeah, so. That, that's a good thing, too. If you can find somebody that can help pay for school or subsidize some of it, that's also yeah. a good thing when you're looking. So what is that's what life looks like now for you, right? So you had to go through all that to get to where you are. Now, how is your son doing? How is he, like, you're co-parenting now, your son's doing mm-hmm. well, and you kind of, okay, this is my life yeah. now. <laughs> this is my life now. It's still, it's like, wait, really? Is like it just it feels like I I wasn't supposed to get to this place you know (laughs) um but yeah yeah, he uh this is my life now and um he's doing he's doing really well I'm really proud of him you know um I'm so lucky (laughs) he's yelling at me right now Sorry about that. (laughs) That's another thing. Like if you wait for perfection, you know, like I have to do work where those interruptions can happen because they're going to happen. And if I waited until they didn't happen, then what would I be doing? Um, So, yeah, you know, we're really lucky. Um, He is, you know, neurodivergent. He is, you know, on the spectrum, um, recently diagnosed with ADHD. and our local public school, which is literally just a couple blocks away, happens to have this, you know, like program in tandem with NYU, where it's literally designed for kids with mild autism. The, the wow. teachers like understand his needs and are like enthusiastic about working. They think he's fantastic. And his, they've set up this like uh, environment where all the kids just respect each other's differences, and it's just normal to them. You know, they're young. This is just normal to them that everyone's different in all these different ways. 
Um, it's a very multicultural school. You know, it's New York City. You have people from all over the place, um, all different backgrounds. It's and it's just like this is their norm. This is, and and, and then the teacher. So I mean, I could not have asked for a better situation. Um, and so I got. I mean, we we got really lucky with that. So he's thriving. He loves traveling. <laughs> like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So he's become my travel buddy, and. He has this personality. He's a like a natural leader. Like every situation, he he thinks like he's an adult. Like he just wants to step up. Like okay, so here's what we're gonna do. Love him, and it's just like okay, you're eight. Um, but you know, uh, he he begged me. I, I was going to a wedding in Egypt, and he begged me for weeks to come. I thought it'd be a horrible idea. Like like for him. How cool! You know, a wedding like a twenty yeah. to twenty-four hour trip, and then being in the desert sun and going to like monuments and museums that did not seem like a trip for a six-year-old. He begged me, and he was so good. Oh my god! He had such a great time that now he's my travel buddy. We'll just go all over the place. We're going to Stockholm in April. That was his idea. Um, he decided one day that he came up to me and said, mommy, we have to go to Sweden. Cause you know, just like at the time he was five. <laughs> so it took, we were supposed to go during the pandemic. It took a few years to make it happen, oh, yeah. but um, yeah. So we're going to Sweden, but that's incredible. Yeah, he's just, and then he takes charge like with these things. He'll just be like, all right, mom, I got the suitcases. I'm going to go look at the board and see what time we have to go. Here's the train. We have to go this way. Like, just follow me, mom. I got it. <laughs> you know? Oh, wow. So you're doing an awesome job, you. you know, to have a son that has that all together. I mean, we're just trying to get our room clean. <laughs> we're just trying to figure out how to pick up the crap on the floor. <laughs> You know, that's amazing. Kudos to you. I mean, there's you. still some of that, but, you know. <laughs> you know I'm, I'm proud of him. And, and he wants to add something. What, bud? Um, no, no, you're, you're naked. No? <laughs> <laughs> and he wants me to tell you that he knows how to go everywhere by train. So he, he memorized the New York City subway system. And so if you, um, if you know your nearest subway stop, or even a lot, some of the stops on the Long Island Railroad, um, you know, even some of the stops in Boston or Washington, D.C., he can tell you how to get places. <laughs> wow. Well, I might have to look yeah. him up, you know, because I get on. I'm always counting, okay, how many stops <laughs> do I have to like, get to Times Square or whatever I'm oh, going he to? He will tell you, you know, he will tell you how to get there, how to get there if there are service changes, how to get there during rush hour, how you can get there if you want to take, you know, as many trains as possible, which is often his goal. That's <laughs> <laughs> so much <laughs> You know, I try to explain to him, like, no, well, buddy, most people just want to get there as fast as possible. Yeah, but if you go this way, you could take this and this and that and that. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Incredible. Thank you. Incredible. So I want to ask you, if you could go back and tell your younger self something, what would you tell yourself? I would tell my younger self that she is so much stronger than she thinks she is. I never in a million years would have thought that I could handle 
even a fraction of the stuff I've handled in my life. I thought that I was weak. I thought that I, I thought that I couldn't, honestly, I thought that I couldn't. And it turned out that I guess, I don't know when I was unleashed in the world. I, you know, when I was like, you know, a real adult, I just felt like I wanted to take on stuff that was important to me. And then when I didn't have the choice and I had to, it was so much worse than I could have imagined. But I, like, here I am, you know, I didn't, you know, I didn't go into that downward spiral. Like I thought I would, like I, here I am. So yeah. That's awesome. So if you could leave us with a single mom tip, what would you want to tell single mom? You could tell them one thing that they need to know. What would you leave them with? It's your life and nobody gets to decide what you should do, how you should live it, what's more important, how you should parent. You know, things are going to conflict with each other a lot. And you're going to have to decide what won't get done, what's more important. And, and you're going to have to do what's right for you, not what you think you should do, not what the experts tell you to do. Don't get me wrong. You know, learn and consult and consider all of those opinions. But in the end, it's on you and do it guilt free. I have a giant pile of laundry that's been there for weeks. I don't care if like, there are so many times where things will just get out of hand in one or another. And I'm like, huh, this is what I think is the best course of action. No guilt. Shame. Go what you think is important. Radical ownership of your life. Take responsibility for everything in it. It's scary, but do it. That's the only way to get where you want to go. And sometimes it's going to be uncomfortable or painful to other people. Sometimes it'll be uncomfortable and painful to you, but really look inside yourself because if you abdicate responsibility, well, I couldn't because of X, Y, Z, or I couldn't because, you know, this or that or that, then your things are going to get even more painful in a different way. Okay. Wow. Well, we learned so much from you, Nicole. Thank you so much. Tell us how we can get a hold of you. If there's single moms that need some help, how can we get a hold Thank of you? Thank you so much for having me. Uh, any single moms who want to get in touch, you can find me at Your Busy Mommy Coach on Facebook and Instagram. Um, you can also uh, you can also friend me out there. You can friend me on Facebook. Search Nicole Tiffany Cruz because there are way too many Nicole Cruises. Um, I have you know conversations on my page. Um, let me know that you found you know, on Kelly's podcast. <laughs> so, so that I don't think you're some random creepy neighbor. and I'll, <laughs> I'll let you join those. I'll let, I'll friend you so you can join those conversations with us. Awesome. Thank you so much, Nicole. We appreciate your time. and energy. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. We want to thank you for tuning in today. Every Thursday, there'll be new episodes. So definitely check back. In the meantime, feel free to follow us on Facebook, 
at my happy place and Instagram at my happy place for life. That was with the number four. Remember, you're smart, you're beautiful, and you got this. See you soon.